Hello and welcome to TV Dinner, the podcast where we take three bites out of a show and tell you how it tastes. I'm your host, Kalena. I'm your other host, Sean. And this week we are watching... Nichijo. Nichijo. Yes, although uh, if you're really against speaking languages other than English, it's been localized under the title My Ordinary Life. I've always heard it referred to as Nichijo. Even, Um, you know by americans i don't think nichijo is very hard to say it's not it's not like um natsume which the full title still kind of gets me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i don't know i i think they're i think that some people just like to use the english title that's fair um but yes it's of extremely good anime um that I, in particular, love. It's kind of perfect. Um, so it, it's a bunch of skits starring an ensemble cast. Um, and it's sort of a surreal comedy show with like a basic slice of life, slice of life setup. Yeah. Which... So, um, which you're not a fan of. Yeah, I'm not really usually super into slice of life anime. Um, I just usually kind of find it boring. <laughs> hey, I get it. I totally get it. Uh, most shows, like, I don't. M- I generally don't like shows unless they're very dramatic and have, like, a lot of stakes and conflict. So, well, like... I remember telling you that I wasn't super into Yotsuba, and everyone else in high school was really into Yotsuba, and you were like, how dare you? Well, that's because Yotsuba is perfect and beautiful. <laughs> um, the only... And I didn't really even get into it, but the only slice of life I ever kind of got into was um, Secret Lives of High School Boys. That one is uh, extremely, well, would I say it's similar? Is, um, I mean, it's in a similar vein where it's like slice of life, but um, different skits throughout the episode that are kind of ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Um, hmm. But that one I still only watched a few episodes of. There is one slice of life that I watched, and I cannot remember what it was called, but it was one of the popular ones. It might have, I don't know, what is K-On about? Is that a slice of life? Kaon is the one about the girls who are in a band club and they become a rock band. Mm. Or a pop band or something. I've never actually watched it, but like it's just it's extremely popular, so you like can't help but absorb stuff through osmosis. You know? Yeah, like Love I, Live. I can't remember what the name of the anime was called, but I think it was in a similar like art style to Kaon. And it was um I just remember some of my friends huh is it lucky star it might be lucky star um i hold up now i'm looking it up Hmm. it is lucky star so uh some of my friends in high school were like super weebs and they were like oh you have to watch lucky star it's so good and amazing and lucky star is just so incredibly boring to me 
Yep, I watched it, and it's a show where nothing happens. Yeah, so I was like, I was watching Lucky Star, and the only thing I remember from the episode that I watched was um, these girls are like sitting around the lunch table talking about which way you eat a chocolate cone dessert pastry. Yep, that's the infamous first episode. That's it. That's all they do is talk about um, if you eat a food this way or that way. And I'm like, this is if this anime is basically us sitting around the lunch table in high school and thinking that those conversations were worthy of making other people listen to them. (laughs) Uh, Personally, like, not all slice of life anime is like this i lucky star in particular is just it's just bad it's an extreme example of something that to me feels like kind of voyeuristic in that like you're just kind of watching people do boring things Mm -hmm. but like there's a lot of there's a lot of emphasis by especially by the fans on them being like cute and quirky yeah i just think it's it's one of those things, I guess, for younger people where they can, like, project onto the characters because it's so boring. <laughs> um, but just for me, it's just like, cool, nothing's happening. Like, I can do this in my real life. I can have conversations about food in my real life with my real friends. <laughs> There's no escapism going on. Yeah. Um, so that kind of set the tone for all slice of life shows for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's kind of why I'm so against them. Well, I mean, it's an extreme example. So, I mean, while most of them are not like Lucky Star, most of them are boring. Yeah, and I will say I have watched one episode of Nichijo, and it was pretty funny. Um, the bit I remember is the bit with the like the like little octopus hot dog. Oh yeah. It, it's a very it can be very surreally dramatic sometimes well that's what i mean what makes it funny as far as i remember is just that it took these like everyday bits and just made them incredibly dramatic Mm-hmm. like i guess it's more relatable in a funny way like how you know dramatic it feels when you drop something that you're trying not to drop right right <laughs> Uh, it just sounds boring the way i say it (laughs) it's all in the presentation yeah Um, the thing about the slice of life genre is that from my understanding the reason why people enjoy it is that you can just sort of like catch it as it's airing like lazily and you don't really need to care about the status quo it's not a drama it's not a soap there's no need to worry about anything bad happening or or there's no need to worry about the stakes at all you can literally just relax you are something with zero stakes i was gonna say you are definitely more into like the cute animes than i am really well like natsume you were like oh it's not super spoopy but like it's really cute and fun to watch i like things that are cute but like i don't like things that are cute in a weird way no, I didn't say you did. I just said you did more than I do. Fair enough. I just tend to... I'm a little worried about the extreme of caring so much about things being cute. Like, I care about more than that, you know? Like, 
I'm just making that clear, because that's something that bothers me. Yeah. Anyways. Anyways. Uh, do you have anything else you want to say about it? Um, just that, like, just because the, the, the genre's, like, basic is that it is, it's couched in, like, ordinary life and unchanging status quo, um, that, that doesn't mean that this genre cannot produce very interesting shows and entertaining <laughs> ones. That's all I have to say. Just a, a general statement about the genre. All right, let's find out then. Mm-hmm. And it has a very good soundtrack. <laughs> uh, let's get to it. Yeah. Bon appetit. So we just watched three episodes of Michijo, mm-hmm. which is, I just realized that probably everyone listening to this knows that, but um, it's good to remind myself. Well, you're just being formal is all. <laughs> I mean, I say it every time. <laughs> I think it's just like, what did we watch? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... So, what did you think about it? Um, it was funny. Uh, funnier than most slice of life uh, animes that I've seen. Mm-hmm. It's very cutesy. It's cuter than I remember it being. <laughs> like, the art style I... is cute and everyone acts cute, but uh, it gets a little annoying at times. I understand. When I previously watched this show, uh, what what I probably didn't tell you is actually that I watched it in a stream with a bunch of friends. Oh, nice. So my whole like environment and watching experience of it was totally different before. So mm-hmm. I might have a very different perception because yeah. of that. Me and you watching these things together is, you know, we'll watch it and we will make jokes at each other sometimes but i i think we tend to pay attention more attention than if we were watching it in a group of friends mm, yeah it's not it's not as casual yeah <laughs> not <laughs> that we're good like thing. good and serious reviewers or anything but we do our best we're professionals <laughs> yeah um so pretty much all of the characters, like I said, are really cutesy, and if it went on that kind of vein for too long, it, it was really annoying to me. Like, the professor, which is a character you said I would really enjoy, uh, was super annoying. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry about that. It's okay. Uh, why did you um, think I would like her? I don't, just because, I don't know. She is very cute. And I think if, I think most of the reason I didn't enjoy her is that 
she never listened to the robot. Mm. I don't know what the robot's name is. Okay, so there are six main characters. Uh, the robot is named Nano. The professor is just the professor, or Hakase. They've got, they introduced their talking cat, Sakamoto, in episode three. Uh, mm-hmm. And the high school girls are um, the There's the slacker Ma- one Mai? is Yuko, the blue haired one is Mio, and the quiet one is Mai. Yeah. So, um, a lot of the dynamic, at least in the first two episodes, between Nano and the professor is Nano saying like, "Hey, it would be super cool if." Like, you took away my wind-up key, or blah blah blah, you didn't store cakes in me, and the professor just completely ignoring her and doing her own thing anyway. And Mm -hmm. for some- I know it's supposed to be, like, cute and funny, but for some reason it really bothered me that- that Nano wasn't, you know, being treated fairly. Uh, mm -hmm. Like, I- it just- I don't know what it was, but I was just like, Nano deserves- to not live like this. I'm <laughs> uh, sorry. Well, the, the good news is that Nano is the one character in this show who actually has plot and development. Good. So, so I... they things do change for her over time. Okay. Um, but, I mean, yeah, they do have a kind of uh, a wild dynamic because somehow... The Hawks, the professor, despite being eight years old and a completely spoiled child, can also do things like build a robot and do put like weapons systems or Swiss roll dispensers into Nano and, and a big old wind up key just because it's cute. Yeah, which I agreed with the professor. The wind up key is cute, but like it doesn't really serve a purpose and. You know, I felt for Nano. But also, yeah, the professor is shown to be incredibly smart, but still a child. Like, she mm-hmm. made the, um... Sakamoto is not a talking cat. It's a normal cat, and the professor made a device so that he could talk. Yeah, and not devices in, like, a big old mechanical helmet or vest or something. It's just a red scarf. It's cute. She likes cute, cute things. Which I guess is, like... You thought I would like her because she's me. Yes. <laughs> Oops. She likes cute things and she likes robots a lot. <laughs> um, And the other... So those characters are kind of... A, it's interesting that they're in a slice of life because all three of them are not realistic at all. Huh? Um, The Professor and Sakamoto and Nano. Right. They have a... Their interactions are a bit more wild. Yeah, like, oh, this is a robot that's pretty much exactly like a human, and this is an eight-year-old, you know, robotics genius, and this is a talking cat. Like, these are all Mm -hmm. characters that would be in a more supernatural show and not a slice of life. So it's, it's interesting that they take these like, wild characters and just show their, like, domestic day-to-day. Mm-hmm. Which is actually not that uncommon a thing now that I think about it. Really? Yeah, taking uh, all sorts of, like, uh, whether it's, like, 
monsters or religious figures or gods or something and putting them in a slice of life genre. Uh, you just mean actually, like in anime. Yeah, it's actually not that uncommon in anime concept. Yeah, I don't remember the, the Buddha and Jesus one, but I watched part of that and I thought that one was pretty funny. That one's called Young Saint Men. I there think. you go. <laughs> um, I guess, I mean, in in American television, it's not very common. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But I, I do like it as a genre of, ta- of like a supernatural genre, but it's just like people hanging out. Mm-hmm. Like a like a mundane magical type deal, right? There are like uh, there are some layers to this show. Like while um, while there the show is really about got a like very strict like it's got a very like it's very clearly just like a straight adaptation of the manga chapters mm-hmm. uh, where it'll have like just straight up the like chapter numbers as it proceeds from bit to bit within the show. Yeah, it has like titles and everything. Mm-hmm. So like there's these very separate plots between the two groups of three. Mm-hmm. Um so you've got the like but but it's clear that they're all part of the same world that works on the same rules because wild stuff can just happen. Yeah. Um. So, with the the girls, I mm-hmm. I think they're very relatable. Ah. Uh... Yeah, because it's just like a group of friends. You have that one friend that never does their homework and always asks to see yours and. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, just like little disputes that friends have and games that you play hanging out and stuff like that mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, so I think it's it's just an interesting dichotomy between the like very relatable teenage slice of life right next to the supernatural slice of life yeah yeah definitely um, so which of the characters made the most impact on you? Um, well, you know, I liked Nano a lot. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, pretty much any robot character in anything is going to be my fave. Yeah, with just... It's just funny how her her systems change and her limbs fall off and she just has to deal with that while living a normal life. <laughs> She's good. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. probably the most relatable is Mio. Mm-hmm. What? Disagreement? That's because... I was more of an overachiever in school than you were. Yes, that's because you're an overachiever. <laughs> and you're not some kind of eccentric. <laughs> yeah. That's why, that's obviously why you identify with the, like, straightman character. Yeah, I mean, Mio does have funny moments, um, but it's mostly when uh, Yukio does something stupid. Yuko? Yuko does something dumb and she reacts to it. Mm-hmm. A lot of borrowing her homework. Yeah, I, I like the whole... occasionally accidentally borrowing her handmade porn. Yeah, there's a whole sequence where, for some reason, like, after she was done doing her homework, she 
drew a picture of her crush like without clothes on on the opposite page and Mm -hmm. gave it to Yuko and was like Yuko has a big fucking mouth she's gonna tell everybody and it's gonna suck so she has to get her homework back before Yuko sees it and then she accidentally hands it up to the teacher without taking it out I realize now that Mio is weirder than I remember yeah see she's not like straight man I think because she's the one with the huge crush on the weird goat boy. Yeah, she's just less uh, less out there, I think, than the other two girls. The weird farm boy who dresses like nobility. Yeah, his name is Sasahara. Sasahara? Yeah, Sasahara is the name of her crush, and he rides a goat to school and has like a butler and dresses like in a tuxedo every day. And his whole family is farmers. I didn't realize until you just said it that when when she like draws Yaoi or whatever in her notebooks that it's of him. Yeah, no, it was definitely of him. Which adds a new level of weirdness to her character that I never realized <laughs> until today. See, not as. Uh, vanilla as he thought. Kalaina. Oops. Anyways. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, I guess Yuko probably gets the most attention out of all of the characters. Yeah, Yuko's <laughs> definitely the most wild. There's that, I guess it's the first episode, because that was the episode that I had remembered before we watched the three. Mm-hmm. The it's the iconic scene of her dropping her uh like little wiener that's cut up to be shaped like an octopus. Mm-hmm. And so she drops it and then she it's all very dramatic and in slow-mo and it's honestly relatable because that's how you feel when you drop food. Like uh-huh. oh. so she... And it's like, you eat it anyways, even though you know it's not probably good anymore, but, like, yeah. you're... She drops you're... it, and then tries to catch it, and then accidentally flings it across the room, and then it goes through a dude's mohawk, and then Mai catches it in a glove, but then she swings her hand around too far, and it bursts out of the glove, and hits the lockers, and hits the floor, and Yuko catches it after it hits the floor, and eats it. <laughs> oh, boy. Yuko. It was her favorite part of the meal. There's still time. No, you're out. You're way out. You're way out, Yuko. No, don't. (laughs) Not safe. (laughs) Oh, and there's also the teacher. Yes. um, The teacher is another one where it's like... um, It is funny, I think, that she is trying her best to enforce dress code rules Mm -hmm. but whenever like a student questions her on it she just doesn't know how to react she's just really easily flustered and passive yeah um her the like cutesiness of her bothers me because she's supposed to be an adult and uh the way she's drawn and the way she's acted is just like the teenagers Mm -hmm. um so it's like that's kind of annoying but it is funny. So she walks up to a student in the hallway that's wearing like a huge bow on her head and is like, oh, don't you think that that bow's a little too big? 
And the student was like, no, I think it's really cute. And just walks away. And she was like, uh. It wasn't a comment. Right. I wasn't like asking an actual question. It was, oops. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's true. The eight-year-olds, the teenagers, and the adults all look pretty much the same in this. Mm-hmm. Which is like. A pretty common problem. The only people who don't look the same is like the all the of the old ladies men. look the same and all of the dudes look the same, but only old men and old ladies look different. Yeah. Um, and they're all background characters mostly. Yeah, there's only really one part with um, the I guess the principal and the vice principal at the end. Uh huh. Because they're the the prominent old dudes. But they still have, like, really dramatic uh, encounters. <laughs> it's just, it's a straw doll for some reason. Yeah, his, the vice principal drops a, a straw doll, and the principal picks it up, and I I assume that there's some sort of, like, supernatural or spooky connotation in Japan. It looks like it's full of natto. What's the deal with that? Right, and then he opens it, and it's full of, like, I don't know what that is, but it's full of some slimy food. Uh, fermented beans. Okay, and the vice principal's just like, uh, yeah, what of it? And the principal's just, like, freaking the fuck out. <laughs> he's breathing so hard, he looks like he's gonna have a panic attack. Honestly, though, I would probably freak out also. <laughs> you know, if I had the same, like, feelings about supernatural stuff that he probably does. Mm-hmm. But yeah, a lot of- it's going to continue to be this way, and it's gonna get even wilder. Yeah, what episodes did you tell me were your favorite? Oh, I don't remember them off the top of my head anymore. <laughs> you gave me numbers. You were like 7, 16. Okay, 5, <laughs> 50 billion. I know uh, you like the show a lot. I do like the show a lot. I have a lot of fond memories of reacting to it with friends, at least. Yeah, and the first time I ever watched it was in the anime club in high school, and you were there. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was, it, it is definitely a different environment if you watch with a big group of people, because everybody's all laughing at the same time, and things are funnier if everyone's laughing with you. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, social science, that's how it is. Yeah. Hmm. But some of my favorite episodes are, like, in episode six, when the principal wrestles a deer... Or in episode 16, when I believe it's uh, Mio who does wrestling moves on police officers, her friends, and a goat. Nice. Um, and there's another bit. I don't know if it's a recurring bit or not, but it involves some kind of flying building. Okay. And a man drops two wooden cubes from the sky that fall at many miles an hour and then just kind of slot into place, replacing Mio's little hair ornaments. Nice. It's just wild. <laughs> it's just like, I don't know, it, it, it sounds kind of mundane when you put it that way. Not mundane, but like, it sounds like I don't understand. That's okay. There's no real context for any of this anyways. Yeah, but I know, like, watching it is the funny part, because just the animation style gets 
um, very dramatic whenever something like that happens. Yeah, like, this has, this show has some very good animation in places. Yeah, the um the part when Mio is chasing Yugo down for her homework book is like incredibly well animated. Just there's a lot of energy and motion going on. Yeah, there's a lot of energy, there's a lot of like perspective. Um I I you know, the whole time I was watching that sequence, I was you know, hooked because it was just so interesting visually. Mm-hmm. One thing I realized from watching this with you is how it really is a slice of life show. <laughs> like I always thought of it in my memory as just a comedy that happens to be like a slice of life, but no, it really is a slice of life show with some really funny bits in it. Yeah, so it's I just... just I guess I just have to deal with the fact that I like something that I wouldn't normally <laughs> expect to. Yeah, well, I mean, it's it's a slice of life, but they only show you the funny parts of life and not all of the parts. <laughs> most slice, like I said earlier, that most slice of life shows are are just kind of like the whole thing, just like a random conversation you would have with a stranger or one of your friends at the lunch table, not like one of your friends dropped a piece of their food and everyone reacted reacted like super dramatically and they still ate it anyway yeah like it shows off the funny parts Mm. so rating time already yeah unless you have more to say i would probably say that it's sweet yeah agreed (laughs) it is like a lot happens and it is very funny I have a lot of fond memories of it, and I still think it's hilarious, but I realize now, watching it again, how it is definitely not for everyone. Yeah, and I I don't think Sweet is necessarily a bad rating. I think it's a positive rating. Yeah, I mean, it depends on how you you look at it, but um, it's just like if people like things that are kind of funny and kind of random... Mm-hmm. go for it most people do like funny things yeah i mean if you don't what the fuck is your deal <laughs> i would find it very confusing i mean uh, some people are weird i have a cousin who is just like not that into music mm. <laughs> Isn't that like, because most people are like, oh, I'm really into country, or I'm really into rock, or I'm really into whatever. And he's just like, eh, to all of it. I mean, isn't just, I'm like, I can understand, like, not being so invested that you, like, maybe don't really have, like, a, a favorite genre or band, because I don't. But, like, is he really just meh about all music? I mean, he, there is music that he hates and will not listen to. If that counts. No, it doesn't. Liking stuff is a lot harder than hating stuff. (laughs) It's easy to hate things. (laughs) So do you have anything else you wanted to to talk about with, of, Mm. you know, Nichijou? I kind of lost my words there for a minute. I think I'm a little sick. I'm sorry. It's okay. (laughs) I'm just hoping I'm coming through coherently. You are. You are. Okay, good. 
It's just there was less about this show to talk about than I think. Well, you also expected. continue to refuse to take notes. Oh, right. I forgot that I said that I was going to do that. Yeah, I took notes. We can talk so about uh, the one background character, which is uh, a girl that has a gun. Oh, yeah. Those <laughs> <That's>, are... <laughs> the background character is girl with gun. She just has actually just like a very large amount of ordinance that doesn't come from anywhere in particular. <laughs> she, um... I I assume that the gun is like a metaphor for I don't know something. It's, I mean because she frequently shoots Sasahara in the face. It's I would say it is a visual gag. Uh I would not be able to tell you personally if those guns are real or not uh depending on like what layer of fiction that we are on. I mean this is not a camera, right? Right. <laughs> but I the first time she showed up, I think it was episode one or two. Um Yeah, it was at the principal it was at like the like school address. Yeah, Sasahara um the the female teacher is like, please don't bring your goats to school and Sasahara was like, uh there's nothing in the rule book that I can't bring my goat to school and the girl with the gun shoots him. Only in the face. it was more like Ma'am, it is not against the rules. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry, I've not in saying that enthusiastically enough he was just he was just very passionate about it um and the girl with the gun is like basically you know this the spirit of the law not the letter and then shoots him in the face Mm -hmm. and he falls down and they carry him to the nurse and he's fine yeah um i don't know she is some kind of red-headed Sundere person who exists for hilarious gratuitous violence that will have no actual consequences yeah frankly it's a character that i don't have anything to say about <laughs> so i'm surprised that you picked her of all of the all of the background characters to focus on i thought she was funny there's this whole sequence with her and sasahara they're both on the student council and oh yeah, she's that's one of those to... bits that just goes on forever. Yeah, she's. Uh, there are there are two kinds of bits that go on forever, and those are the ones that go on for too long and are annoying, and the ones that uh, escalate. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So, in Freakazoid, I felt like the bits all went on for way too long and were kind of annoying. Um, but in uh-huh. this one, it, she kept escalating it, and it was funny each time. Yeah, this the jokes in Nichijo definitely have a very good pacing. Yeah. Um, so that's a good, you know, another thing for its credit. It's very well paced, and it, it will go back to things. There are some things uh-huh. that, you know, um, it'll go back to in a different episode. Yeah. Like, um... In the first episode, for whatever reason, Yuko decides she wants to get uh, Selamat Pagi to be like a, a greeting. It'll never catch on. It's just like nonsense words, and Mio just fucking ignores her because she's like, I'm not going to play this game. And It's uh, an Indonesian language. Um, okay, good. I I assume everything that is something I don't recognize is made up. 
Kalena. Um, and Mio just ignores her and is like, I'm not going to play this game, but, uh, my kind of one-ups it. Right. You know, she's like, ah, Selamat Malam or whatever. My definitely always seems to have the upper hand. Yeah, she's definitely always wins. Mm-hmm. Like the arm wrestling. The arm wrestling, there's the game that they're playing on the stairs that's like a word game. Mm-hmm. And she has like a word that's the perfect length to win in round one. <laughs> just she just picks like some a very complicated uh philosophical concept well it's it's a word that she got from a video game yeah <laughs> she's a very weird character but uh... i don't think i I don't think I ever got to a place where I could understand her just because she never speaks. Yeah, but she's pretty funny. I like her. Mm-hmm. But, you know, we could go on talking. There are a whole lot of bits in this show. Yeah. I just really like the arm wrestling bit because Yuko just k- keeps escalating how serious it is while simultaneously coming across as more and more pathetic as she makes more and more dramatic excuses oh, yeah. for the whole, arm wrestling again the and whole again. bit is her in her own like uh sports anime <laughs> like training montage but she never actually gets better you know just all entirely in her head yeah that's all because you know she was like it's because I wasn't motivated enough or whatever. Very, like, very sports anime. I can't go all out if you if you don't stop holding back. Right. Don't hold back this time, and I won't hold back. Really, really don't hold back this time. <laughs> oh, she just gets brutalized. She, they're good. <sighs> okay. So we agree this show is sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty easy to watch. Like I said, there's a whole bunch of bits and the episodes are regular length anime episodes, about 22 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Do you want to? What are we going to watch next week? I was going to say, do you want to guess? Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you still have the list of things I told you I want to watch. Is it a live action show? It is. It always is. It's not always. I chose Neo. I know. It's just so often. Well, I was thinking about choosing um, part of the reason because one of the characters' names in Nichijo is Sakamoto. Mm-hmm. But I do want to watch My Friend Sakamoto, but not next week. I don't want an anime streak. Anime. There's too much of it. There's too much anime. Mm. Do you just want me to tell you? Yeah, I, I this whole time I've been thinking about it and I can't. Um, I don't have a single guess. Next week we're going to watch Broad City. Oh! <laughs> I've been talking about it for a while. That makes sense. Um, so I've heard 
so many good reviews for that show. I've heard people just randomly talk to me about it, saying, oh, it was really funny. You should watch it. Um, I've never seen it. I normally, the like American shows that I watch, I watch because my dad watched them and recommended them to me. I assume that means he hasn't seen it. Mm-hmm. Um, so it'll be fun to get into something that I know is a comedy, and I know the main characters are women, but I don't really know anything else about it. I don't know anything either. I just know that it, it's it's gonna be weird and it's gonna be sexual. Yeah, probably. I think it's an HBO show, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we will see you guys in two weeks. Uh, if... Oh boy. Huh? Why am I getting this like foreboding feeling about this show? <laughs> well, hopefully that uh, doesn't come to pass. Mm-hmm. Uh, but we'll see you guys in two weeks with Broad City. In the meantime, if you want to hang out with us or talk to us, you can email us at tbdpodcast at gmail.com. Find us on Tumblr, find us on Twitter at TVDPod. You know, just reach out, tell us if there's something you want us to see, and we'll watch it. Alrighty. Alright. And I've got a food quote for you. This is a quote from Paul Prudhom, and I don't know who that is. Way to go, Paul! Yeah. Anyway, he's a chef. Um, so, Paul Prudhom says you don't need a silver fork to eat good food oh. <laughs> so we will see you next time until then bye, bye. silver is expensive <laughs>